This is Jody Avergan, host of Ask Roulette, a conversation series in which strangers ask each other questions live on stage. You answer a question from a stranger, then you get to turn around and ask a stranger a question of your own. You're listening to highlights from our recent show at Housing Works Bookstore in Lower Manhattan. This highlight features two of our special guests that evening. It begins with Edith Zimmerman, editor of The Hairpin, and then we'll also hear from Pat Kiernan. If you don't know Pat Kiernan, he hosts the morning TV news on New York One here in New York City, where his signature move is reading the papers live on camera. He's the man. There are, of course, also questions and answers from audience members, and you'll get a healthy dose of house band Eli Bolin on the keyboard. Remember, we're online at askroulette.net, on Twitter at askroulette, and facebook.com slash askroulette. That way you can stay up to date on new podcasts and information about our upcoming live shows. And if you haven't subscribed to the podcast on iTunes, please do, and do us a favor of leaving a rating or a review while you're there iTunes told us that we should tell you that. Okay, off to Housing Works Bookstore in Lower Manhattan. Uh, okay, Edith, you can open your eyes, and your name is? My name is Kaz. Kaz, say hi to Edith. Edith, say hello to Kaz. Hi, Edith. Hello. And Edith, uh, fire away. What is the most labor-intensive or otherwise elaborate present that you've given somebody? A phone call with my mother. No. No, uh, no, um... <laughs> The mo- okay, actually, th- this, is, this is an interesting thing. When I was, when I was a teenager, um, I sort of likened myself to be a musician. Uh, I took piano lessons for a number of years, and I had a friend named Karen who was a very dear friend of mine. She was the first girlfriend of my best friend James back in high school, and she and I wound up becoming very close friends, still are to this day. Um, and back then, I also likened myself to be a bit of a romantic. And so for her 16th birthday, I wrote her an album called Awakenings to signify her transition into womanhood. (laughs) This album consisted of six songs all selectively written on my then top-of-the-line Korg 01 WFD synthesizer, and all of them were as corny as could possibly be. My mother still has a copy of that album if anyone wants to listen to it. Um, Yeah, that was the most ornate, and Karen actually to this day, uh, two years ago, she celebrated the third birthday of her second child with her lovely husband Greg and she called me up and she said you know I just found the album that you gave me when I was 16 and it still makes me cry so that's right what was the name of the album again awakenings Uh, (laughs) like seriously I think my balls dropped when I was 22 is there any chance we could convince you to put that online (laughs) it was so at the time um, I thought songwriting, because I thought synthesizers were the coolest thing in the world, and so songwriting to me wasn't necessarily writing songs, it was simply layering sound effects on top of each other, because the Korg is like 16 tracks that you can record with. So it's like, oh, there's chimes, and then there, you, this guy knows what I'm talking about, you've got chimes Fuck and timpani. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're just like, ooh, I could put a xylophone here, and I could put birds tweeting, and suddenly you've got this cacophonous mess, and, and then, yeah, you, you call it dinner time, and then it's a song, you know. That's really good. That's really good. <laughs> would, you, really would you like one, Edith? I could make one for you. No. <laughs> okay. okay, Edith, thank you very much. Edith Zimmerman of The Hairpin, thank you so much. And Kaz, is it? Kaz, Kaz that's correct. Please close your eyes. Number, while Eli does his best awakenings impersonation. <laughs>
Just number based, just based on what I think it sounds like. Yes. <laughs> number twenty nine. <laughs> Come on up and take your time. Dinner time. <laughs> talking about dinner time. <laughs> Putting lots of foods into my mouth for you. <laughs> You're my dinner time, baby. Kaz, please open your eyes. And your name is? Bailey. Bailey, say hello to Kaz. Kaz, say hello Hi, Kaz. to Bailey. Hi, Bailey. How are you? You guys know each other? Names. Those are no. not real names. Okay. No, no, no. Uh, Kaz, fire away. All right. So um, you hear a lot in people's lives about the heroes that they have, the people who get the most attention, who have the most influence. What I'm really curious about is who in your life do you feel was the most underappreciated person in your life? Whether they made a difference at all or not, who do you feel was the real underdog in your life? Wow, that's really deep. Um, um, probably my current best friend. Um, she is still in my home state, so I haven't seen her in a really long time. But we've been best friends since first grade. And I, I don't know. I. I feel like we've always just been really close, but I don't know if we've ever really like sat down and talked about how much we mean to each other. But I mean, she's always been there for me and... I have an album that can help you with that, you know. <laughs> you should send it to me, Dropbox. I would love that. Yeah. <laughs> or, and uh, do you think you'll ever, I mean, do you, do you feel bad about not saying that or is it just that she's your best friend and you don't really feel like you need to go out of your way to... I mean, I don't, I don't, I probably should say it because she's the best, but I mean, I mean, we always just know. It's just, we've just always been there for each other. All right, Kaz, thank you very much. We look forward to your latest release. There's a time for love and a time for living. Brand new life for the friend. <laughs> Bailey, please close your eyes. Number 991, come on up. Nine, nine, one, there he is. And uh, your name is? Noah. Noah, say hello to Bailey. Bailey, say hello to Noah. Hello, Noah. Hey, Bailey. And Bailey, you can ask your question. Okay, um, if you could I think I used the word confess. If you could confess anything to anyone without consequence, who would it be and what would you say? Hmm. <laughs> uh, well, I would say as a guy, I read somewhere that most guys think about sex like once every 10 seconds. <laughs> so probably on the subway that would be like, what's like 30 minutes divided by 10 seconds. Um, it would be nice to be able to just say, like, hey, I just thought about this really, really great thing that we could do. Uh, <laughs> um, do you not think that's a little creepy? It's totally creepy. I, that's why I don't say Without it. Uh, <laughs> you just said it was a consequence-free thing. Yeah. Um, well, but uh, that would be fun to do, um, at least once. Yeah, right. that, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but Bailey... Is there any way that we guys could say something approaching that and not have it be really creepy? No. No. <laughs> All right. Keep your mouth shut, Noah. <laughs> Can you ask the audience that question? What's the question? 
is that always creepy? Is, well, yeah. at, <laughs> <laughs> the answer is yes. It depends. All right, so we've got a little it depends corner over here, so let's hear it. <laughs> it, it depends on how attractive the guy is and what he wants to do with you, is the answer. Okay, uh, Bailey, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you I want to tell you what I'd like to do to you on the subway. That's why they call it the F train. All right, please close your eyes. Number eight, come on. Your name is? Your name My is? name? Yes. It's Pat. Pat, say hello to Noah. Noah, Hi, say Noah. hello to hey, Pat. Pat. And Noah, fire away. My question, Pat, is do you have a plan for the zombie apocalypse? <laughs> I do not have a plan for the zombie apocalypse, but because for the past 15 years I've gone to work at, at 3 a.m., every day. I feel like I would be uniquely qualified to, to get the early warning indicators if that was happening. What to do? Should I have a plan? What should I do? What would you do? What would you do once you got the warning? I would tweet that the zombie apocalypse <laughs> was happening with the hashtag zombie apocalypse as everyone knows and then all that were more knowledgeable than I would immediately give me instructions. And you would stay in your office? Still tweeting, though. <laughs> uh, do you, Noah, do you take it as a given that the zombie apocalypse is coming? Um, I think the zombie apocalypse, given the right amount of time, you know, if, 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 if time is infinite, will happen eventually, yes. I mean, actually, the zombie apocalypse, to me, it just means, you know, anything that we would, you know, any reason you would have to leave the city, like, immediately. So... Uh, <laughs> Snowstorm. Snowstorm, yeah. You know. yeah. No, or, if, there, or if, if there was a reason, if there was a reason, you know, um, I've seen enough disaster movies to know that, you know, this could happen. So, you know. If, if all of a sudden on the subway people started coming up to people and just saying to them, I think about sex every 10 seconds, <laughs> like, would that be an indication of the zombie apocalypse? Um, no. All right, Noah, thank you very much. Talking about zombies, thinking about zombies, loving on zombies. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is Pat Kiernan of New York One and many other amazing things. Pat, thank you so much for joining us. And he will likely be the first person to warn you when there is a zombie apocalypse. You are in that position every I morning. I never thought of that unique qualification it, before. It's true. It wouldn't probably even be in the papers. It'd be too late to make the papers. So it's Twitter true. is the way to go. Uh, Pat, before you get to ask a stranger question, uh, I'm going to ask you a few questions that came in randomly online. How do you end a conversation with someone you don't really want to be in a conversation with? I've got to get up for work early. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to keep talking, but my alarm ring, it rings at 3 a.m. What's the earliest in the day that you can use that excuse? <laughs> well, the great thing is I nap every afternoon. So like at 11 o'clock, you know, I've got to get home for my afternoon nap because I've got to get up at 3. That's very versatile. Assuming that complete recovery was instantaneous. I'm sorry, Jody, I have to get up at, at 3 a.m. <laughs> really teed that one up for you there, Pat. <laughs> Assuming that complete recovery were instantaneous, would you be willing to accept a year of total paralysis below the neck to prevent the otherwise certain extinction of a species of animal? 
Hang on, I spend a year in total paralysis. With, but knowing that there'd be immediate recovery and some critter doesn't go extinct. Some well, if it's like the polar bear, yes. But if it's like some bullshit breed of mosquito, then no. Right, okay. Whatever, let's, uh, let, let, let's roll the dice on that one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I hear you. Uh, how do you feel about touchy-feely people? If they're on the subway, it's bad. <laughs> uh, are we talking like touchy-feely, like they want to talk about, uh, is it actual physical touch? Or are the people that want to analyze everything? Yeah, I'm not know, sure. I'm That's not, just what the question says. I have That's time good... for the touchy-feely bullshit. Right. So let's and... say touchy-feely, like, um, feelings. You know, they want to yeah, talk it then, out. Uh, get, hire somebody. Uh, and what about, like, uh, handsy they just, people? They just want a lot of hugs. A lot of hugs. Uh, Close talkers. Yeah, again, the Canadians like to shake hands. So, so you know, you know the, the whole hugging... Air kisses. Take it or leave it. Where, this is how the question is written, where do you draw the line in terms of lying? I guess where is that line between acceptable lying and hurtful lying? Acceptable lying and hurtful lying. If, if you're uh, deceiving someone for the purposes of preserving the integrity of the birthday surprise, uh, that's fine. Uh, Are you just going to go incrementally up from there until we reach the line? With well, I mean, we're going to cover Santa. We're going to cover the Easter Bunny. Uh, and you know, you know, if, if you're if you're lying merely to to uh, perpetrate a, a media conspiracy, of course that's okay. Uh, but you know, but beyond that, integrity is important. Okay, that's the answer I expected from you, Pat Kiernan. <laughs> Um, are you ready to ask a stranger a question? I am. And this is uh, how we're going to wrap up the show. We are, have reached the end of Ask Roulette. Oh, that's and, a lot of pressure. Well, you'll rise to the occasion. Nope. Uh, and let's ask it of Eli. Eli, come on up. Yeah. Thank you, Pat. Open your eyes. Pat, meet Eli. Eli, meet Pat. Hi, Eli. Hi, Pat. Can you sing? Can we sing something together? I'd love, what do you want to sing? I liked it when you did the TV theme songs. What, what's your favorite TV theme song? Okay. I relish, I relish uh, the good uh, stumping. Uh, Lee Majors and the Fall Guy. Oh, fuck, I don't know what that is. Really? I don't, I mean, I know who Lee Majors is, but I don't know the, the Fall, Fall Guy. guy? The, the, oh, well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with Farah. I've never been with anything less than a nine. So fine. You know, wow. You, you, have know, a, you have a lovely, like, you have a lovely voice, Pat. Like, I am. I'm going to applaud you for that, but I, am, I don't know. The, I still don't so, know the full. Let's, fi let's find I'm, one that I'm you can. I'm so that you 43 both know. years old right now. You, you, <laughs> the problem is they started. The, the, they started to have fewer and fewer yeah, actual TV theme it's songs. True. Once the Rembrandts hit with Friends, that was it. I know they they really ruined it for everyone. Do you guys both know the Friends song? Do you, Pat? I do. I, I remember the little. Da, 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 so no one Love told life. you life was gonna be this way. Your job's a joke, you're broke, you love life's DOA. It's like you're always stuck in second, second gear. gear. 
when it hasn't, hasn't been your day, your week, your month, or even your year, I'll be there for you. When the rain starts to fall, I'll be there for you. Like I've been there before, I'll be there for you. All right, Pat Kiernan. And you'll be there for me, too. Thank you very much. Let's be friends and hang out a lot. All right, Pat. Ask your question of Eli. Okay. Uh, Mitt Romney has a binder full of women. <laughs> Eli, if you had a binder full of something, what would mm -hmm. it be and why? Uh, well, it would be full of women, but women who have inspired me over the years. So there'd be Eleanor Roosevelt, Roberta Flack, uh, Miss Barbara Streisand, uh, Carol Channing. Uh, <laughs> It's Eleanor Roosevelt and then a lot of 60s comics and <laughs> Miss Joanne Worley, Lily Tomlin, Joan Rivers. Um, if, I had a, if I had a binder of anything, mm -hmm. um, I would have a binder of, um, I would have a binder of uh, photographs throughout from uh, uh, my whole life and, and people that I care about and people that care about me. Because, you know, my, actually my parents didn't really take a lot of photographs when I was growing up. So I, I would have a binder of photographs of my childhood like I don't have. Wow, again, we take like, a really dark turn with the question. And that's a perfect place to end. Pat Kiernan, thank you so much. My pleasure. Eli Bolin, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for listening. To hear more audio excerpts and to learn about Ask Roulette and to find out about our next live event, visit our website, askroulette.net. We're also on Twitter at Ask Roulette and Facebook.com slash Ask Roulette. See you soon.